0: Hey, Pals! Welcome to the Mouse Bites Podcast! Here we go!
1: Welcome to Mouse Bites, the show all about Disney video games, past and present. I'm your host, Clay, and I am joined today by my co-host, Jeff. Hello. And today, we have uh, our first ever guest host joining the show, because me and Jeff clearly are not in sync today, so we figured we needed some help. No, uh, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a long time coming. We've wanted to get uh, some other people involved in the show uh, bring some people in who love disney video games and so uh w- when we decided we were gonna do this episode uh actually was in contact with this guy and he specifically mentioned this game so i'm like dude you're coming on guys today we have uh from twitter as as i know him uh sodas fountain arcade how's it going buddy oh, it's going pretty good how are you guys today good 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 man i am uh, i'm excited it's you're our first ever guest host, so you should feel like super, you know, honored and uh, very important. Like, I-, I hope you feel that way right now.
2: I- I'm taking a bow towards my dog right now, just so I can <laughs> bow to your dog. Get a feel for it, good. you know? just just like a good stage actor would. Just raining in the applause.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta get used to it, man. After this, yeah, you're definitely. gonna be a celebrity. Everybody, Everyone will know your. Everybody's
2: gonna know about soda.
1: <laughs> so soda reached out and uh w- me and him have been chatting back and forth uh, uh, over our twitter and uh he's been a uh, really cool guy super welcoming uh, as we kind of relaunched the show uh under nintendo village he's been super awesome and really fun to talk with him about uh disney video games and so when when I asked him, "Hey, would you be interested in be on the show? Is there any games you know that you're you're passionate about?" Like I mentioned earlier, he he said, "Yeah, there's one in particular," and me and Jeff already had it literally on the schedule for for a specific reason, and so uh, yeah, we we had to have you on, and so we're, we're super thankful that you could uh, take your time out of your Saturday to uh, sit down with us and talk about this game. Um, real quick. If you would, would please, uh, just go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, what you're up to, where they can find you, all that good stuff. Um, I think
2: it goes without saying I'm a lifetime gamer, but I really got passionate about the ho- hobby about uh, four years ago when I started to collect retro games again. And um, while I didn't really do much in the community other than uh, play with my kids, which is actually where this came up with uh, playing with my kids on Xbox 360 games, um, I started a blog a little over a year ago. It's uh, Soda's Fountain Arcade. You can find that at fountainarcade.com. And I kind of started networking and writing for a bunch of different websites. And I've just recently started a YouTube channel. I'm not going to put the link here because it's still Alphabet Soup because I don't have very many subscribers yet. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter, okay. twitter.com Sodamancer. And at Fountain Arcade, I have the info for my Twitter, my Instagram that I don't use very often, and my YouTube channel.
1: Cool. So I have to ask uh, where did the name Soda's Fountain Arcade come from? Well, I originally had a homemade
2: soda making blog that I started back in 2010. And nice. so I ended up calling myself Soda Mancer, which is just somebody who deals in soda or makes soda or sells soda. Uh, kind of a playoff of on the old, you know, pyromancer, necromancer, what have totally. you. And um, it just kind of stuck with me. Like, everything that I'm involved in online is Sodamancer to some degree. You know, Sodamancer, my email address, it's um, my tag. And then I have eventually just started sh- shortening it to soda because it just seems a lot easier for people to remember that. And I don't get any weird... Okay. I don't get any weird interpretations of the spelling when people look at it oddly.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So real quick, before we jump into the episode, I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh, what is your favorite Disney video game? Oh, I, yeah, you, you, pick you one.
2: really put me on that spot because I, <laughs> I hadn't even considered what my th- favorite disney video game would be i've enjoyed a lot of them and they probably have the best track record as far as licensed games go um, totally i would say if i just had to pick off the top of my head it would be really close between uh, aladdin on the genesis or nice. um chip and dale's rescue rangers on the original nintendo
0: okay it's a good one
1: yeah, did you listen to, I'm putting you on the spot again, did you listen to our last episode where we talked about Chippendale yet?
2: I have not, I didn't even realize you guys put up an episode about Chippendale.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it came out a little late, we we just published it, what Jeff, like Friday like or two something? two days ago, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not been a very long, but um, you should definitely check that one out, because we literally just covered it, so, surprise to you sir, that- sorry, I don't mean to... Oh no that's that's actually
2: that's actually pretty awesome because i have a I have a long list of podcasts that i'm catching up on right now, and I hadn't refreshed my feed in probably a good four or five days so I guess i'm not surprised
1: i've been there i get backlogged to on my shows yeah, so same. I, I'm, i've been there um, yep. no those are two good games though man
2: yeah every time i um Every time I start getting caught up on my podcast, I seem to discover a new one to get into, and that's actually what I've been doing the last couple of days—is binging out on one of the newer ones. Uh, it's not video game related at all, but pretty interesting nonetheless.
1: Nice. Um, yeah, Jeff, are you a Genesis Aladdin player, or are you a, a SNES Aladdin player? I can't. Remember. Um,
0: honestly, I've I've never really played through either. I've kind of just messed around with both of them on like <sighs> Raspberry Pi, that's right. but um. I mean as a kid I would have been SNES just because that's what I had but like I, I honestly I like them both having played them both but I think the uh, I think the Genesis one has better animation looks looks slicker but um as far as I've heard they're both like great in different ways
1: Yeah definitely yeah. Well I'm a little disappointed that you haven't played it but I remember I that's know. not that's not par like your Par for the course area. for me
0: on anything older than <laughs> like 2000 right. Disney exactly. Games. So,
2: I right. well, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I happen to have grown up with having a Genesis. Like I didn't have a Super Nintendo until I was in my late 20s. Oh, but wow. um, a really interesting fact, really quick about the Aladdin game on Genesis was mm-hmm. that it was developed by a the, uh, a lot of the same guys that went on to make Earthworm Jim.
0: Oh, oh, nice! I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. That's cool.
1: I love me some Earthworm Jim. It's a good game good games all right guys we should probably (laughs) probably uh, yeah we gotta get rolling otherwise it's gonna be a long episode (laughs) yeah so i I love off-topic banter but um yeah anyways guys today we are talking about the game brave Awesome, so starting off, we are going to lay it all out there, guys, for you. We're going to let you know, for those of you who don't know what this game is, we're going to tell you what the heck this game is, because, yeah, yeah, obviously it's based off the movie Brave, but other than that, you might not know what this is. Soda, would you be so kind as to tell the listeners a little bit about what this game is, how it plays, what it is, that whole thing?
2: Of course, it'd be a little weird for me to suggest a topic and then not want to talk about it. (laughs) so um, Brave I ended up picking up just because my eldest daughter who I believe was about oh five years old when this game came out six years old maybe and she was really excited about playing a video game based on one of her favorite movies at the time and I was really excited to jump into it too because I figured if there was going to be a licensed game on the Xbox 360 that was going to be fun it was probably going to be a Disney one and so we got it, and we popped it in, and it's actually kind of a combination of um, a little bit of twin-stick shooter, but it's mainly hack and slash. And the way that I've always tried to sell it to people as a game to try out is it's kind of like Diablo without looting, and very, very, very light RPG elements.
1: Yeah. A good description, yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty accurate. Um, yeah, uh, action-adventure, I guess you could say. So
0: mild platforming, like really mild, yeah, mild platforming.
1: Yeah. There's camera, a little bit of puzzles in there, but not, Oh yeah. The puzzles not are not cool. too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, n- as far as mechanics and I, I'm trying not to get it too in depth yet, but it is, it is pretty basic. Um, yeah, like nothing super groundbreaking, but it, it does what it does pretty well. I would say, mm-hmm. um, as far as you know, the whole thing. So yeah, that kind of gives you an idea. It's, it's more of a, a top down kind of view. Um, so
2: I- isometric. It,
1: yeah. A yeah a isometric type thing. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a curious little game, but there's a bunch of different ways they could have gone about it. And, uh, I think they, they might've picked the right way to go about it. So, yeah. um, stay tuned to find out if we really think that, <laughs> um, Yeah, so, cool. I think that's a great explanation. So, at least going in, if you haven't played this game, maybe that paints a little bit of a picture in your head. Uh, Jeff, if you could please uh, let us know a little bit of information about this game. What do we got going on here?
0: Alrighty, so this game was released in June of 2012 for a lot of the platforms, pretty much everything that was out at the time. So, the Xbox 360, the PS3, PlayStation 3, uh, the Wii, the Nintendo DS, and uh, the PC PC. Uh, It was developed by Behavior Interactive, which I honestly had never heard of by name, but uh, looking into some of the games they've developed, um, they've done quite a lot. And They're an independent studio in Montreal, have about 400 employees, and they they do some games on their own, like this game, and then they do a lot of collaborations with bigger studios. Um, For example, like Shadow of Mordor, they worked with... uh, was it monolith games in seattle and and they've they've done a lot of co-development um i think they did fallout shelter for ios and android now on uh, xbox one um so lots lots of little games like that a lot of disney games so um and even before that like they had done the the game adaptation of the grinch back in 2000 which is a game i had a demo disc for that came in like a box of cereal (laughs) and like i thought was super awesome back then so nice um just Kind of cool to find out more about them and who they are, since I'd never heard of them. Um, Beyond that, uh, not a whole lot else as far as tidbits about it. Uh, You guys, I don't know if you have anything else about it. Um, If not, we can kind of discuss maybe our history with it. Um, Yeah. For me, I I didn't play it until researching for this episode. Um, You know, I wasn't super into the Disney-licensed games during that era. You know, I did Epic Mickey at the time, and that was about it. Um, and I especially didn't really touch the, uh, the movie adaptations. Um, interestingly enough, I was working at Disney World at the time of this game's release, and they had it set up for demo at Epcot in the... Uh, oh, whatever that pavilion at the front of the park is, tomorrow, Future World. Uh, yeah. And so I think I had maybe played it there for like two minutes waiting in line for something else but uh yeah i don't really have much history with it so it was a pleasant surprise to get into and i found that i did enjoy it um so do you want to give us a little bit more on on your history i guess you kind of touched on it that you played it with your your daughter but uh yeah i don't know if you have any other details on that
2: Uh, Yeah, so like I said, I did pick it up, and I did play it uh, with my daughter a lot, and I watched her play it with her friends, because she loved it so much, she always wanted everybody else to enjoy it with her, and she has two little sisters as well, so like, it was a really good game for them to play together, because as I mentioned to you guys earlier, I didn't really bring it up in the original description of the game, is does have two-player co-op, and the way the two-player co-op works is that the second player is drop in and out, they can just hit start on the controller whenever, and they pop into the game and they control a little wisp that can follow Merida around and shoot little blasts out using the same element that, uh, using one of the same elements that Merida has unlocked in the main game. So my oldest daughter would play it, and her little sister would be able to pick up the controller and press buttons, even though she didn't quite understand what she was doing yet, and still help her sister and play along with her. And uh, so even after she kind of got over her brave obsession, we would still go back and play the game together, just because it became something that we did, you know, as a daddy-daughter bonding experience. And because i enjoyed the game nice. myself quite a bit i would actually just play the game to play the game cuz it was fun it was easy it's a little simple um but it's a fun enjoyable game even without a second player
1: totally absolutely that's awesome man i'm i'm totally 100% on board for uh finding games that work well for family uh, whether it's you know if you have kids or if you're just trying to find something that you play like with our with my wife um, You know or even just close friends finding games that work well with others or you could see somebody you know be Enjoying and stuff, so I think that's great um, That's really cool um, For me my history uh, is pretty similar to Jeff's uh, had never played this game before uh, so to me we we're talking earlier, and I mentioned that I kind of skipped a lot of games on the 360. Um, I kind of hit college about when the 360 was big, and so I kind of got mine late in the game, didn't have a lot of money, and uh, just kind of eventually got my hands on one. So I kind of missed a lot of that library later on, because I was poor and didn't have any money, and my parents weren't buying me a lot of video games those days. Anyway, so this was one I just completely uh, ended up missing. Actually, this would have been way after I was in college. But regardless, uh I remember seeing the movie and immediately loved the movie. It was super different, but uh always been a fan of, of like Scotland and, and Celtic culture and music and stuff. So the movie already was like a big, you know, thing for me and I loved it. So uh surprised I never really got my hands on this up until now. Um the reason that me and Jeff decided, hey, we should totally put this on the schedule was uh, just recently this game was available for those who have uh, Xbox uh, games with gold and uh, they made it, it's a uh, backward compatible obviously and so the 360 game would play on the Xbox One and so uh, we're like hey this is a perfect opportunity for us to check this game out, uh, might as well I assume lots of other people probably got their hands on it so maybe you're listening right now and you've downloaded it and you haven't touched it so this could be you know, a great episode to kind of let people know what it's all about. Maybe they'll they'll check it out. Uh, in fact, I also noticed today that uh, was it Cars Two, is also on Games with Gold now. Yeah, I did see that uh, for the three hundred and sixty. So I downloaded that. I Have no idea anything about that. Soda have you ever played that one?
2: No, I never did.
1: Okay, yeah, I assume it's a racing game. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I think it's great that there's some of these. 360 disney games that are becoming uh easily available uh backward compatible for people to play uh without really having to put extra money down because other other than doing this show i don't know if i would go out and buy a bunch of licensed 360 games even though i love licensed game and games and they're probably like super cheap right now Mm -hmm. um Uh, Do you remember how much you got Brave for when you bought it, Soda? I mean, was it new when you got it, or was it kind of still older at that point? Oh,
2: I I bought it when it was brand new, and I think it was a full-price game.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that it was.
2: Um, It's funny that you bring up the backwards compatibility thing, because when I mentioned to my daughter that I was actually going to be talking about Brave on a podcast today... Um, I brought up to her about how there was a company that was going to be bringing back some old uh, licensed Nickelodeon games to modern consoles. and she was like, well, that means that they should somebody should bring Brave over to the switch and of course I agree with her. I think every game should be on the mm. switch. right. but <laughs> it just seems really odd that a company would just come out of nowhere and be like, we're gonna republish all of our licensed Nickelodeon games from like the GameCube never era. Heard <laughs>
0: pretty cool
1: <laughs> yeah i hadn't heard that Random. either that's awesome
2: yeah i think it actually might be um it might be thq who did like uh, all the spongebob games and yeah
0: um, tack and the great juju challenge <laughs> 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 was a nickelodeon game even yeah that that one's off. also coming back <laughs> is it okay yeah <laughs>
1: nice yeah you're right it's thq nordic uh, Spongebob, Invader Zim, Rocco, and more. That's awesome. Dude. Crazy. Cool. Rock, Rocky Power. I, I've played some of these. All right. Well, I'm going to have to look into that when we get done recording because I love me some Nickelodeon.
2: Going to have to start a Nickelodeon games podcast now.
1: <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. There's plenty to talk about on there, too. As uh, if you're playing. not as many full chats. enough. Yeah, right. I, that's all I need is another show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> more info to come on that. Uh anyway (laughs) that's cool man this is uh spoilers (laughs) all right well i think that is all for our history with this game um it's a bit of a new one for me and jeff but i think as jeff mentioned i've been enjoying my time playing it so i'm excited to dive a little deeper into this so let's go ahead and talk about some gameplay discussion Brilliant. So we're going to start off our gameplay discussion with visuals and audio. And so we're just kind of going to freeform this, uh, talk about, you know, what we like, what we don't like when it comes to visuals, and then we'll we'll kind of move into the audio. So guys, either of you, uh, what do you think visually about this game? Any thoughts?
2: Um, I think it Uh looks pretty good, but I was also still in the camp of having not played much of later PS2 games. That when I got my Xbox 360 in 2010, I was still just like absolutely floored by the advancements they had made in graphics for video games at that point.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And so I thought that the graphics look really good and they don't stray too far from the film until you get to the cutscenes, and there's some really <laughs> yeah. weird artifacting going on in those. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: there is. But you
2: during know. the gameplay itself, it actually looks pretty good, and I think a lot of that has to do with the um, the perspective that they put the camera at.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think that that really allowed them to probably cheat a little bit where they because they're controlling the camera completely and not giving the player any camera control they can control how much is being rendered at any given time and i think that that can help in pulling off uh, a lot of the there's a lot of geometry for these levels Um, and then there's a lot of like lighting effects and reflections and and all sorts of different um, little details that make it kind of stand out Um, and Yeah, I think it looks great. I I think really the only... I do not even call it an issue, but really just a sign of the time that it did come out is Merida's hair looks a little wonky. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it was a hard thing for Pixar to render using a render farm at, you know, (laughs) 24 hours a frame or whatever, however those go. Um, So to to do it in real time, like, obviously you can forgive them. But uh, yeah, otherwise I think, you know, the character models look pretty good. Um, I was surprised... Just sort of thinking back at, you know, like, Star Fox Adventures on the GameCube had, like, character fur, whereas, like, the bears in this have much more textured-looking fur. They don't really look fuzzy or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's not that they're the main characters of the game per se, but, like, they do show up a good amount of it. Um, so I was, I was a little surprised that they didn't try to do a little more advanced fur, but other than, I mean, that's that's nitpicking. Um, right. Right. I I don't know. Clay, what do you think about the the visuals of the game?
1: Yeah, I I totally agree with what you guys are saying. Uh, From afar, everything looks really good. And then there's like certain parts where it really zooms in on her face, kind of a cutscene type thing, but it's still Mm -hmm. an engine. And she'll say something, and I'm always like, ugh. Yeah, that's true. She's got that janky hair, and her (laughs) mouth animations are a little weird. And so I was like... Yeah. But I told exact like thought process you guys are having like, yeah, it makes sense when it comes up, you know, it's going to be it's going to look a little rougher. But then when you back off it, it works pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. So it's 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 understandable. I'm sure these poor game studios, they when they have to like make Meredith's hair look the way it does in the movies, they're just like. Gosh darn it! Like it's, they yeah. keep making this hair look so much better, and we can't
2: keep up. And, it's really difficult um, to emulate what Pixar does in a video game, right? just because of that. Yeah. Like you said, you know, Pixar just has so much time to dedicate to rendering everything mm-hmm. and producing it in yeah. game is weird. It's just like when we we're on the original PlayStation era, where you would go from the really blocky, pixelated, blurry. Um, in-game engine graphics and then they would cut to a cutscene and it would just be like this beautifully animated (laughs) video and you're like, how come you can't make the rest of the game look like that? And of course when you're 12, 13 years old, you don't quite understand that the console isn't capable of producing that and you're watching a Mm -hmm. video that was pre-rendered when you get to the cutscenes.
0: Yep,
1: Right. And I mean Pixar does it to themselves too. If you compare Toy Story 1 against Toy Story 3, it's like one yeah. looks like, ooh. Yeah, like, ooh. it's true. I mean,
0: it, it's animated well, but you're right. Like some of the textures and stuff look kind of, whoa, and right. lighting. Toy, um, so um, Toy Story 1,
2: that's true, but Toy Story 1 still holds up a lot better it, than it still looks anything really good. else from that. I mean, Toy Story 1 still yeah. looks better than some things that were released by other companies in like 2000.
0: Agreed. Maybe yeah.
1: not the humans, but maybe everything else. Yeah. They, I can agree.
0: They struggled with humans <laughs> until about the Incredibles, honestly. And that was, I mean, that was <laughs> yeah. nine years later. So. Um yeah no i cut I, scenes the 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 cut scenes of the game um not the cut scenes but the uh, the story scenes they're like <laughs> that painterly look that almost look like storyboarded uh, animated yeah um, of the tapestry yeah yeah you're right oh, yeah um mm-hmm. merida's drawing in that does not look good and that happens a lot with pixar characters and even like tangled characters like just 3d animated characters when they're converted to 2d animation like sometimes just doesn't convert well and i think merida doesn't but like the old witch does so it's a, you know a little mm. bit of a mixed bag there in my opinion but
1: um yeah it's it's yeah. interesting I, I think it's it tells the story well and it, it keeps them from having yeah. to spend tons of money or making it look yeah probably a lot worse or, than or, it, or just using could. movie clips yeah which right
0: if they use movie clips that would make the in-game graphics probably look worse than they are just by having them side by side so it's probably smarter to do it this way to make the in-game totally. graphics look better in my you know relatively speaking yeah. so
1: and uh going along with the tapestry thing uh anytime you kind of enter like the pause menu or Mm, the mm -hmm. the store everything has kind of this uh scottish you know kind of feel where lots of borders and intricate you know designs and patterns and things and so it all flows really well it really feels like they designed it around the the thematics of the game and it's not just here is a shopping menu like have have fun they actually tried to kind of all i don't know it just all felt like it was true to
0: yeah the attention to detail was there They, they went the extra step
1: definitely um, one thing I did notice, not a huge deal, uh, especially in the parts where you play as the little brothers, uh, mm-hmm. and there are these little black bears, Is especially in some of the later levels, the darkness was a little off, and I was struggling to see things. I, I don't think it's my oh, TV, because I don't notice it with a lot of other games, but there were certain parts, like there's some puzzles in caves and stuff where I was struggling to make things out. Um, not a huge deal, but... Um, from time to time it was difficult so I don't know maybe they could add a little more lighting or something I don't know but just figured I'd mention it because I noticed it so cool Um, anything else visually guys any other things you wanted to add
0: no I think that that sums up for me
2: yeah Uh, I I think uh, we covered pretty much everything I did want to throw in how much or how I was impressed with the uh, like the smoke and the like the fire (laughs) particles yeah pretty yep. good i mean it's not stupendous by any means but definitely looks good with the zoomed out view yeah,
0: yeah i i think the fire in particular looks really good i i think they just because they used a higher frame rate on it i don't know what the game runs at but yeah i, I noticed that too that it's a lot less choppy than what i've seen in a lot of games from that time well
1: there's a lot of fire in this game so that's yeah. important um all right audio wise I, I think uh, I know me and Jeff were talking briefly briefly about it that we thought this game uh, the music in it was pretty strong
0: I love uh, the music in this game yeah yeah, yeah, it's yeah I was looking solid forward soundtrack. to it cause
1: yeah and i thought the movie soundtrack was super solid too like Mm -hmm. i mentioned earlier i love celtic music and so right after i went and saw this movie in the theater i went home and bought the soundtrack on itunes which oh nice i i think the last time i'd done that was like tangled so i don't really buy a lot of disney soundtracks but um those two in particular i was like i gotta have them and so i was already kind of a big fan of the music from the movie um, which this most of this I don't think really has anything to do with the movie soundtrack it's yeah it is of, different, which is I feel like is... it's pretty unique um mm-hmm. and so yeah i I was looking forward to it, knowing, hey, this is a you know a disc console, so having decent music is totally a possibility. I had no mm-hmm. idea what it was gonna sound like if it was gonna be real or fake, but everything sounds you know c d quality, and i I assume things were. You, you know real musicians i don't know for a fact but yeah i checked uh, the
0: credits there was a fiddle player and a bagpipe player credited so yeah it was it was legit well
1: there you go gotta leave jeff always looks at the credits i appreciate love that. going I, through the credits <laughs> i don't know why i could care less but <laughs> jeff loves it um so yeah i love that real players uh, real sounds and uh just unique and it felt true to the you know the whole feel of, of the movie and the game so I, I was a huge fan of the music I think some Uh, of it's
2: actually just um, adaptations of what was found in the movie, because it sounded really, really similar to some of the, just like the atmospheric music during the movie. Um, But as you guys have pointed out on the show before, it's like you really do have to have some original composition so that the music can be more dynamic to match the action that's going on. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I went through this week and I, I rewatched the movie and I just did a, a listen through of the soundtrack um, and I was noticing that there was a little more variation than I realized I kind of wasn't sure because I like I'm not super familiar with the movie I, I never really got into it um, so I was kind of trying to see if there was and, and you're right like there's some similarities here and there but it is for the most part I think original and and um, I like that it never, even though it is on a loop, I think uh, it never really got repetitive to me. And I think I've commented on this before, and I can't remember what game it was, but I think the the use of key changes in the middle of the song help the loop not be so re- repetitive. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah, guys yeah. notice that, that or sense. agree, but like I've always thought that, and I think they did it really well here.
2: Yeah, I also also Gosh. wanted to notice that it's the original voice actress or voice actress oh, yeah. for Merida that is voicing the cutscenes in this game.
0: Mm-hmm. that goes a long way it does and Definitely. even That's even in game like she makes comments like if you get a lot of gold or if you kill something or if you walk by something interesting um i really like the use of her voice and and it's done well and not again not repetitive
1: not obnoxious not i'll be shooting for me own hand <laughs> you worked it in yeah i had to work it in i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no i loved it i i I've said on the show before. I hate when they have to bring in, you know, impersonators. Yeah. I, I'm always just one of those people that it, it like will bother me, and I will like listen, be like, "Is that is that the person?" And so, mm-hmm. uh, one, one of even my favorite. She's...
2: Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, one of my favorite things to do when they start popping in impersonators when uh, they do just like guest appearances on shows, or if it's in a video game. Mm -hmm. is I try to figure out which regular Disney voice actor is the impersonator.
0: That's a good point, yeah. (laughs) Nice.
2: And usually I don't even know a voice actor by name unless it's like Jim Cummings. And generally speaking, I'm just like, oh, it's the voice of Tigger. It's the voice of whoever.
0: Mm. Yeah. Then I go and look it up. That's usually how it goes, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so no, I think that was a great point. Totally, definitely worth pointing out. Other than Merida, though, I can't remember if there's a lot of other speaking parts. Most of the cutscenes yeah. or whatever you want to call them are kind of done uh, without voice work, I guess. So um, they probably put most of the voice work into her, I would guess.
0: Yeah, I feel like so. she narrates the cutscenes or something, but I, now I Does can't she, remember. I think it's yeah, the I, old lady yeah Isn't i can't it? remember now like i oh, just watched she it is in this. <laughs> yeah um, um there's some there's some other voice work but it's it's all well done i uh i didn't have any complaints with like delivery or or dialogue you know, like actual lines being you know like i don't know the, the word like corny or kitschy or whatever they, they were appropriately done
1: yeah i'd agree um Cool sound effects, uh, they had different yeah. things based on your, your weapon type, and so explosions and, and things of that nature. The bad guys made cool sounds, uh, mm-hmm. they have real bear little, sounds. The little gold
0: <laughs> collecting sound is satisfying, or yeah. really, really redundant or annoying. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which, love. considering how often you're collecting gold, that, I mean, that's good, that <laughs> they found a good sound, <laughs> that's yeah. satisfying, yeah.
1: Definitely. Anything else audio-wise, you 2 mm-hmm. I think that covers it. Cool. All right. So now the big one, the actual gameplay slash difficulty of this game. Now, as we mentioned earlier, um, we already kind of explained how this game works, the mechanics of it. Um, there are a couple other things I think we should at least point out. Um, mainly how the combat works. So Soda, would you be willing to just kind of explain, you know, the bow and arrow, how that works, the sword, Uh, upgrades maybe that kind of thing to give people an idea kind of some of the depth uh, in this game
2: Uh, yeah so as you could be or as you could expect with a brave game most of the combat is based around the bow and arrow and you have the ability to upgrade your bow and arrow in between levels and you have the ability to get different elemental attacks for your bow and arrow so certain enemies are weak to certain things and they're strong against other elements and one thing that i really enjoyed about the game is that you can use or you have to use the different elements for your bow and arrow of uh to interact with the environment so there's some environmental puzzles where you have to shoot certain things using specific elements so like there will be like a really tiny little chunk of ice flowing in the water and you have to shoot it with the ice arrow so that you can make it a bigger platform to jump across the water um, you have to use the uh, nature power arrow. I don't remember what it's actually called in-game. And you shoot it to, like, grow out a canopy that Merida can jump across to get to a higher platform. And I don't actually remember much about the sword attack other than it being, like, a special, like, you would run up and do, like, a jump jump attack with the sword. So you guys right, might have to fill the... out a little bit more on yeah, the sword. Yeah, I,
0: I mean... It was pretty much tap, on Xbox it was tap X to swing it up close, and then if you did a double jump and tapped X, you would do kind of like the ground pound, Disney Infinity type attack. And, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there was much more to it than that, it was pretty, pretty basic.
1: Yeah, I think it's also worth mentioning the sword has the same element ability yeah, that the bow the has. Yeah. Uh, so sword, you know, a sword, or yeah. a fire sword, or whatever. Cycle um, through those
0: with the bumper at will, which is cool
1: right uh, yeah and so as you go through the levels you find uh new elements i think there's only four total right yeah um, and so i think it's
0: earth fire wind and ice
1: okay yeah and so as you get them you like jeff said use the bumpers to to move through them and so in, in certain battles you're going to have multiple enemies with different weaknesses and so i found myself jumping around shooting and uh trying to switch between the, the different elements as i'm uh, you know c- combating or whatever and so mm-hmm. it really it creates a, a bit of strategy and you're you're not just holding on fire the whole time and and, right, and uh you you really got to like think about it so and as
0: and, and imagine- and there's different As you
2: mentioned, the different elements uh, in the same battle is also another advantage that you have with uh, local co-op because one person Mm, can be on the wisp with a different element than Merida is and just blasting off at the guys with the different weakness.
0: That's awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I was going to say is that there's different enemy types, too, in these encounters, um, especially the later you get, where you might have, like, there's these kind of giant ones for each element type that throw, like, rocks at you or or whatever their element is. Um, And then there's, like, these kind of mid-sized ones that look like kind of tree people and shoot stuff at you. There's some flying ones, and then there's, like, these little ones that will charge you, some that will, like, explode. So, like, that adds to the strategy and, and... choosing which one to kind of target first because of how they're you know going to attack you is is part of the strategy which i i found you know for as simplistic as the game sort of is like i liked that added bit of strategy and then like you said the light rpg elements that you can kind of upgrade the power of those different things also was really cool because you can go through that menu and choose like well maybe i'm just gonna I, i favor this attack so i'm gonna put all my money towards upgrading you know the power slam with the sword Um, because you find yourself using that more often or or whatever. So, like, you know, it it gives you a little bit of variety that you otherwise may not have gotten without those options. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I I didn't use my sword a whole lot in this game, which I think is fine. Like you mentioned, Soda, she's known for her bow. And so that's kind of... The main thing, use your right stick to shoot the bow in any direction, or you can also use right trigger and it will shoot uh, basically in whatever direction you're, you're facing. And so if there's a target or an enemy, it kind of auto aims, assuming you're at least point in the right direction. Um, so other than the bow, I did also use the ground pound kind of attack that you mentioned, especially after you upgrade that a couple of times, it's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty effective actually. Uh, yeah. so I found myself using that quite a bit, especially when enemies get right up on me. Um, And then as you continue to unlock things using your money that you collect, you can also uh, get these special bow attacks where you hold down the right trigger and it charges up your bow. And then depending on what element you have, it does different things. Um, Like I know the, the... Grass, one or earth or whatever, it shoots these little minions out that basically run over and uh, explode right in front of the enemy and and take them out or whatever. And so there's a bunch of different ones like that. And so there's a little bit of depth in there. Uh, in fact, those little minions that run and kill people that totally reminded me of of Diablo uh, having little minions, you know, running and doing your bidding. Uh, it's kind of a little necromancer type thing. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, the upgrades are interesting. Uh, like I said, they use money. Certain upgrades can be used multiple times. Some up to three, some just one time. Uh, they open abilities or power up abilities and make them more effective. One that I spent a lot of time using was the ability to, you know, draw the coins and things to you uh, without having to be to so close that. to it. <laughs> I hate having to like go back and like yeah, stand like, next. Wait to coins. for them
0: to drop. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and so like I was I was beefing that thing up as quick as I could because I was like, "Give me more!" But every time you buy one, it gets more expensive. But there's a lot of coins in this game, and so it's it, it's pretty natural flowing. You, I don't feel like you go a lot a long time without upgrading things. I felt like I was constantly doing it, which was nice. Uh, maybe it was just that way because I played on an easier difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked that. Uh, I also accidentally upgraded my wisp power. Not realizing that was only for if you're doing co op. So, oh, um, huh. yeah, I made that mistake. I was like, oh, maybe I just haven't got to that part yet. So I'll upgrade it. And then uh, I was reading it online. I'm like, crap, I wasn't supposed to do that. Um, but I only did it like once. So it wasn't a huge deal. Uh, so I like the upgrading. I think that was a nice, a nice addition uh, you can also find additional weapons throughout the game that make your attacks stronger um, there's also like other outfits you can wear and stuff so there's some cool customization in there i i, I like that part of it did you guys like that part of it
0: yeah I, I i did i didn't really start getting into that at the point that i was at but i liked that there was the options for like different outfits and stuff like that and obviously the upgrade stuff yeah. so it's pretty cool
2: I didn't enjoy the customization nearly as much as my daughter did, but that makes Hmm. sense because this game is aimed at, um, really, you know, like an eight to 12 year old age range, I think. And, uh, you said earlier that you really wanted to discuss the difficulty in this game and the game itself is actually pretty easy for the most part, but the nice touch with this game is that there's an easy mode there's a normal mode there's a hard mode and there's a very hard mode which is really uncommon to for a kids yeah. game and so I yeah. think that they knew that there were going to be um, older teenagers playing this game there were going to be you know people that were playing with their children and you know, being older they're probably going to want a bigger challenge to go with the game as opposed to just playing it on easy or normal mode
0: with their kid mm-hmm do you know, yeah. does it add more enemies or does it make their health harder or like higher? Or do, do you know what the actual, what very difficult does?
2: So I don't actually know what all of the, the difficulty levels do. I do remember that I played on very hard a little bit and I think that enemies okay. hit you for more damage and they might, mm, their okay, attacks yeah. might do more damage. I don't really remember anything else though standing out.
0: Okay,
1: fair do, enough. I was do you scared. know? Do you know if it displays their weakness in the higher difficulties?
0: Oh, that's also a good question.
1: I wonder if they take that away. That would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, probably most
2: likely. I don't actually remember because it's been probably a good five years since I've played the very hard mode.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I uh jeff probably did the same thing usually when me and jeff review these games Mm -hmm. if there's a difficulty we usually throw it on easy uh just so that we can you know enjoy our time and get through it and and have fun so that's just uh, how i play games
0: in general (laughs) oh is it really? i like to feel like i'm a god yeah
1: okay you you like to be overpowered yeah that's uh that's good to know yeah i i played it on easy and it, it honestly felt easy in fact i think yeah. in the hours that i played it i don't think i died one time um yeah, and so i could definitely probably have afforded to go up a difficulty um, one thing I was reading about online that I thought was interesting is if you do go through and beat this game and unlock all of these weapons and outfits and then say you want to go back through and play again with all that stuff, you can't do it. And so if you want to play through it on easy and then go back in and do it on a higher difficulty, you basically have to start over. And so I thought that was oh, interesting. interesting, maybe a little bit of an oversight, I don't know, maybe it breaks the game. I'm not sure. But it would have been nice to have thrown that option in to not have to go and, you know, purchase all. It'd be cool to just be able to go through, you know, very hard mode with all of your stuff already unlocked. I I thought that would be really cool. Or to change
0: the difficulty on the fly. If you start on very hard and realize you can't get past a point, tone it down and still keep where you're at. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, not a huge deal, but uh, worth noting. So that's kind of the difficulty it's, it's very flexible. You've got some different, you know, options there. Uh, I thought easy was, was pretty approachable for, for younger kids. Um, just as far as me playing it. Um, a couple other things I wanted to mention gameplay wise, uh, is the puzzle part of this. Uh, there are a couple puzzles that Merida, uh, comes across on her own, mostly having to do with like standing on platforms, Uh, little spinning things that you have to line up. Those are pretty straightforward. I think the biggest uh, puzzle part of this are the three little brothers Mm -hmm. that uh, are the little black bears. And so uh, do either one of you want to explain kind of how those work real quick?
2: Uh, Yeah, so when you've got the little, little brother bear puzzles, you... Basically just have, uh, most of the time, the screen pans out so that you can see where all of them are in relation to each other, and usually it's just something like positioning them on, each of them has to stand on a switch, or you have to switch between them to open doors for the other one to go through. And Jeff, you want to talk a little more on that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it it starts out pretty basic where it's kind of like, you just cycle through them and and maybe one stands on a switch that lifts a like wooden platform and you build a bridge um and then it gets a little bit more complicated where it's like one of them needs to lower this thing while the other one opens this thing and then the third one jumps on top of it and then go back to the other one who then moves that and, and elevates him and so there's yeah i mean there's like all those different moving parts literally um and i i really enjoyed the the little puzzles with the bears um for for the parts that i that i did do so uh, yeah
1: i i th- i thought they were like a nice um you know change the pace something to get away from yeah, yeah break it up a little bit uh they do get a li- uh, increasingly difficult i mean they're mm-hmm. as far as i got they still weren't like impossible but i got to this one where you have to push this cart around to connect these wires to, for mm-hmm. electricity or something because apparently they uh, had electricity back then i don't, it was really weird but um <laughs> It took me a little bit longer. So after a okay. while, they, you do have to kind of think about them, and uh, you switch between the bears, and it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I liked it. Um, last change of gameplay that I can think of is the mother bear yeah. battles that that take place, and and they're kind of scattered throughout. And they're as far as on easy, they're really easy. You're basically this like indestructible yeah. mama bear, super bear. bear. And you're just running around clawing at monsters and stomping on them. And it's really easy. It, and uh, it's fun. It's 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 a good way to rack up some easy money, I found. There's just coins usually everywhere. Um, so that that's kind of cool. It was nice to be able to play as a big, mean, scary bear. I didn't get to the end of the game, so I don't know how it, that plays into the kind of final battle from the movie, per se. But um But it's a cool, there's at least three different kind of different styles of gameplay in this, which I thought was was pretty unique. That's pretty cool.
2: It does add a nice bit of variety to it when you can, you know, mainly you're just going around doing a hack and slash type of thing. And then all of a sudden you've got to, you know, solve these puzzles and switch between little bears. And then you get to the rampaging mama bear parts, which were a lot of fun, especially for my
1: daughter yeah oh yeah I can see a kid loving that part just be like I'm just destroying everything boom like that's that's super fun Mm -hmm. so I can totally see that Um, and the last thing probably worth mentioning I know we already kind of hit on it is the co-op in this game uh, soda maybe you could just hit on a little bit more maybe give the listeners kind of compare it against something else maybe that they might be familiar with just to kind of give them an idea of the depth of it because it's not a fully immersive co-op it's more of like a like a half-ish co-op i would say i don't know what do, what do you think
2: uh yeah so when you're playing the co-op mode it's actually a drop in and out like i mentioned earlier which is really nice for a kids game because then you can have One kid might lose interest, so you can just grab the controller and turn it off so that you're not just like trying to get that little wisp to catch up to you where it holds you on screen. Because it's like the Lego games where it pans out and shows where everybody else is at on screen. And then if one person is at the outer extremity, the person in the lead trying to progress through the game can't keep going until the other person catches up. Um, I actually. When I first played Mario Odyssey as Cappy, the first thing that came to mind is, oh, it's just like playing The Wisp in Brave, where it's not really <laughs> that you're a full second player, but you get the ability to interact with the environment and help out the player one.
0: Yeah, nice. Well, yeah, not like Mario Odyssey, uh, not Mario Odyssey, Mario Galaxy kind of did before that, even um, a little to right. extent, yeah, just yeah. the pointer.
1: You could shoot the shoot the stars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Freeze the enemies. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a good comparison. So, I mean, is it fun? Does it work? Uh, I, I had mean, a, fu- I had a lot of
2: fun with it. And like I said, it's really good for having uh, younger players that really all they want to do is you know move around and jam random buttons. It's perfect for that. And it was actually really fun to uh, hop in as second player while my daughter was playing through and vice versa. Because then it's just like, hey, there's somebody in the room. You guys want to jump in and play on this for a few minutes? And then once they're done, they could just turn it off and go back to the regular game.
1: Right. So can the wisp die? Can it be hurt? Or is it, like, invincible?
2: I believe that the wisp is... It's not really invincible, but if the wisp dies, it doesn't affect what Merida's doing.
1: Right.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Um, Speaking of Merida... I, I appreciate in this game where if you fall like down into water or something where it like hurts you or whatever, it doesn't completely make you restart the whole area over. It pretty much just kind of respawns you right where the last platform you were on. So it's pretty, uh, pretty forgiving in that aspect. Uh, I don't know what happens when you die. I assume maybe it probably kicks you back a little bit further. Um, but I think that's really cool. I appreciated that because there were a couple times... It is kind of hard to do some of the platforming just based off the camera, uh, mm-hmm. um, at least until you get a little more familiar with it. They do have shadows to kind of show you where you're at. Um, but there were a few times where I made bad jumps, what I would say based solely on the fact that the camera was kind of not giving me the best angle. Yeah, it took and me a so, to get the hang of that. Yeah, it, luckily there's a double jump too. Cause at the beginning of the game, you don't have it right off the bat. And it kind of freaked me out. I'm like, Ooh, this game needs double jump. And also I just love double jump. And then all of a sudden you get it and I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I appreciated that. But yeah, I just, I thought it was a pretty forgiving uh, as far as cause sometimes you fall down into a, a thing that you're not supposed to and you just die and start over. But this just kind of takes a little health and kicks you back out, which I thought was, was a good form. So, um, Last thing, one negative thing I noticed today, and it's more on the later levels, is sometimes there's branching paths. And so there is a little bit of exploration in this game. There's different paths you can go down to find different collectibles and things. And sometimes I wasn't sure what what the direct route was going to be and what the side route was. Because I wanted to go find all the collectibles. And sometimes mm-hmm. I would go what I was thinking was like a side route. And it ended up being the main route. And then it will block you off so that you can't go backwards. Yep. And so, and then I'd be like, I'd notice too late. I'm like, crap, I can't go back now. And so then you have to literally replay the level to get whatever collectible it is you missed. And so uh, that, that was a little frustrating. I, it wasn't very clear what was the secret path and what was the obvious path. And if you went the wrong way, you couldn't backtrack to... Find things that you missed, so that was just one little negative thing with the gameplay i wasn't a huge fan of. Uh, is there anything you guys didn't particularly like with the gameplay?
0: um not anything in particular that comes to mind like I didn't really get to that point where I had that problem, so um of you know what I did play it, it I was pretty much satisfied with everything I think the uh the biggest thing was the early on platforming where I just like, especially when I was doing the, the wall jump um, and then at, there was one particular spot where I was doing the wall jump. And then at the top you'd land on like a lower platform and then jump across to the higher platform. And I, the perspective was just such that I, I kept missing like forward and, and falling all the way back down to the bottom. But Ooh, I mean, yeah. ultimately it was pretty quick to get back up there and, and get it. So um, okay. not, not really any big qualms on my end.
2: Yeah, I I also noticed a, f- a couple of slightly difficult platforming sections just based on how the camera looked, and in co-op mode there are a couple of uh, situations where it will be even more difficult to land your platform jumps because of that zooming out of the camera that I mentioned. Yeah, and other than that, it's it's I think the only real complaint I have about the game is that easy mode is like super unbearably easy uh normal mode is (laughs) still easy but fun uh hard mode i do remember hard mode being um a little more enjoyable as far as challenge goes but i didn't play it all that often because i did mainly play this game with my daughter um so as long as you don't mind having a game that's kind of mindless fun um then there's not really too much for me to have complained about otherwise
1: yeah I think that's fair. Uh, it does get a little repetitive at times, but every now and then there'll be something they throw in that I feel like kind of shakes it up. And, uh, the combat, they do kind of layer it on and you get these enemies eventually down the road that don't, you don't, you can't just pick them off from afar, like super quick. It it does take a little bit of, um, getting in there. You can't just stand away from everybody and just pick everybody off one by one. So it does ramp up even a little bit, you know, toward the further in you go, but, um, yeah so i think that's that's pretty pretty solid as far as gameplay and everything goes so real quick quickly we're going to talk about the story in this game uh, maybe how it kind of compares to the movie so jeff take it away
0: Alrighty. so the story kind of kicks off with the part where merida and her mother are leaving the castle um i can't remember if there's a little setup before that that explains how the opening third of the movie goes but that's that's where the first sort of real-time cutscene starts um coming out of the castle gate um so as merida chases her mother through the forest she reaches the ring of stones which um at that point the will of the wisps takes her over to the cottage with the witch uh and the witch puts her back on her journey essentially explaining the mechanics of the game um, and and that uh, Mord- Mordu? Yeah, Mordu the cursed bear has been kind of messing with these stones throughout the land and cursed them to where these creatures come out and that's what Merida needs to go fight and free the curse from each land, each area um, the ring of stones becomes sort of the hub where each level entrance is Um mm-hmm. And so you you go up to that and go into it kind of like Mario Sunshine or Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts kind of style, where you kind of walk up to it, press a button, and then you enter the level. Um, So she journeys through the land, she encounters her little brothers, which we talked about, uh, Harris, Hubert, and Hamish? Hamish? Hamish. Uh, Jeez, Hamish. Sorry, that's (laughs) foolish enough. Um, And then, obviously, they they do the puzzle parts, and they, they... help Merida essentially like the whole point of the puzzles, I don't think we really specifically said why the puzzles exist, but the it's them helping Merida advance through the level, like open a gate or whatever. Um and uh so she keeps going, she the mother loses her humanity. Um after cleansing the last waystone in Mordu's lair, Merida and her mother come face to face with the beast himself and with her finally defeating him That's sort of spoilers. Yeah, I mean, we always talk about the ending of the games here. (laughs) We do. We do. Um, I I
1: was thinking about that today. I'm like, we never mentioned we're going (laughs) to say spoilers. Yeah. But. I mean,
0: it's a, it's based on a movie. So you'd think anybody who plays the game would have seen the movie, right? Right, Um, Exactly. And so, I mean, it ends with them being restored to human form and that uh, the journey, like Meredith says that the journey was good for her because it taught her that she's got to find a balance between desire for adventure and responsibilities as a princess. Lesson learned.
1: Yes children so, learn your lessons
0: so not like super different from the movie but like with enough explanation as to why the game mechanics exist i guess is a good way yeah of putting it.
1: they're just covering their their gamey reasons like oh this is the reason there's bad guys and uh this is the reason there's levels i guess and uh, yeah yeah go for it you know yeah so
2: I actually wanted to take this opportunity to kind of jump in and mention yeah. how um, when I was a kid, I don't know if you guys did this too, but if I didn't have the opportunity to go to the theater and watch a movie that I really wanted to see, mm-hmm. I would actually go and rent the video game and see if I could figure out like the plot of the movie based on the story that was in the game. And
0: oh, interesting!
2: that worked out a couple of times pretty well because there were a lot of, Games based on movies that followed the stories or the movie story pretty faithfully, but mm-hmm. more often than not, they changed things up just a little bit, just so that they yeah. weren't just retreading the same ground.
0: Uh, yeah, and, and maybe even more so, just to make the gameplay mechanics make sense.
1: Right. So oh, sure. yeah,
0: you know, I never really did that. I I was fortunate enough that I usually always had seen the movie or a TV show or whatever. So that's that's cool though that you. <laughs> sort of had that opportunity i don't know if that's good or bad that you missed out on the movies originally or whatever but like (laughs) that's that's a interesting way to do it especially like as we all know like some video games do stick to the plot and then some are like this and kind of take some creative liberties
1: yes yeah like it makes me think what if somebody never saw the lion king but only played the video game do you think they Mm -hmm. would be able to piece it all together uh obviously it doesn't hit on everything like you'd probably never know that Simba's dad dies and like there's just a lot of especially in older games there's a lot of like gaps in, in storylines so yeah, it's kind of no, a funny
0: premise though. No cutscenes you just kind of go level to level Yeah
2: yeah. there's a lot right. of limitations there with the older games and I realize now in my adulthood that it was kind of a silly thing for me to do as a kid but when you're a kid you <laughs> do a lot of things like that because they make totally. sense at the time Yep. but they don't really you bear don't know out what as don't well know. as you want them to <laughs>
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: All right. Well, I think that's good on story. I think that paints a pretty good picture of how that works. Um, lastly, before we hit our final thoughts, uh, there are eight levels in this game, and so I figured we would just very briefly hit on them. Uh, there, these these levels are all relatively similar in, in fashion. I mean, it's all you know pretty much located in Scotland, so. Lots of green, lots of gray. Um, so it, it relatively straightforward. There's not a lot of unique gameplay. There's not like a level where Merida goes on a boat and is jumping over rocks and things, and you know hitting ramps. So. Not a lot, you know, uniqueness to it, I guess. I'm not saying that in necessarily a bad way. But, okay, so starting off, guys, I'm just going to read these out and maybe just touch on them very briefly. If you have something to contribute to it, just uh, speak up. And, uh, yeah, so starting level is Forest Grove. And uh, that's uh first part of the level is a bit of a tutorial, just kind of explaining uh, how different mechanics work. Uh, you are chasing after your mother and uh, she's kind of knocking trees over things. You have to jump over, you know, giving purpose to why you have to learn to jump is yeah. mom is making a mess with, you know, all the trees. And so it's kind of a creative way to get people learning the mechanics, uh, yeah. tying the story all together. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. Really pretty uh, environment Um, trees all kinds of different colored leaves you you hit a bridge at one point and then you fall down and uh basically lose track of your mother then at that point they kind of give you a little backstory i know jeff you weren't really sure how that worked it does give a little bit of uh backstory as to you know all the stuff leading up to this point why merida you know tried to poison her mother and uh kill her off and how that got botched and
0: uh i'm just kidding but um (laughs) <laughs> so Explain that a point, movie poorly. <laughs> that is I actually totally. more
2: in line with like an original Grimm's fairy tale than it is with
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> than the way with a Pixar, Pixar movie. Yeah, yeah,
2: or even Disney. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and so uh, as. as the level moves along you get a sword and then eventually it gives you um, you know teaches you how the bow works makes you shoot some targets uh, teaches you pressure plates so it, it's a very introductory level obviously as level one goes um,
0: what's interesting I mean, is that that tutorial turns into the like the rock stone thing and then level one is a sort of a continuation of that same archetype you know like maybe the first I'm
1: confusing forest grove with Maybe well, the tutorial is I separate? mean, the
0: tutorial, the tor- I think the tutorial is its own separate place that leads you ultimately to there. Um, like, cause I think you chase her all the way to the, the rock stone thing, um, right. and then the witch's cabin, and then you go back and you enter level one, which is Forest Grove, but it's the same, like, it's the same look and feel. So it's almost like an extension okay. of where you've been, and I, that's probably why you're thinking that. I would, I would guess, is because I mean, yeah, you're right. They're I, pretty I much the though. same.
1: I'm confusing level one with the tutorial, so I apologize.
0: Yeah, It's all good. But, I mean, it's it's it looks a lot like a lot of the forest of the movie and, and what you would associate, I think, with the movie. Whereas, I feel like some of the later levels are a little more creatively done and aren't really featured in the movie, per se. But, um,
1: yeah. Soda, anything to contribute to level one? Not no. that you have to contribute. Okay.
2: I, I think cool. level one is pretty much like the, um, like kind of like the closest to being the canon design as far as the movie is concerned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's not really too mm-hmm. much interesting to say about it other than it looks really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good grass textures, Definitely. good tree surrounding area. It doesn't look like there's big open meadows and stuff, but like, they don't, it doesn't look barren or anything like there's, there's enough detail in surrounding areas.
1: Yeah. So then level two is coastal cliffs, um, which if you are uh educated person, you would be able to realize that this is located, uh, near some cliffs off a coast.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Um,
1: yes. Uh, how, how about that? Uh, I believe this is the first level where you get to play as the Mama Bear, if I remember correctly. Um, Mm, I can't remember. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know what, guys? (laughs) I'm just going to list off these levels (laughs) because I'm going to have the hardest time trying to walk through these. Are you guys okay with that?
0: (laughs) Totally. I mean, it's just literally the name will describe what it is, and there's not a whole lot to jump into, in my opinion.
1: (laughs) So level two is Coastal Cliffs. Uh, Level three is Chilled Creek, which is kind of a snow level. Um, That's where you first uh, have a lot of platforming. I think that's the ones where the, like Soda mentioned, there's like platforms that you create in the water by freezing water with your arrows uh, to be able to jump back and forth to them. And so that was kind of a unique thing for that level.
0: We should quickly mention that you don't start with all the elements we talked about. You acquire them through the first, I guess, three levels. So... Um yeah
1: I'm, I I kind of mentioned that earlier. Okay, that you have okay. to find them. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So like you're right, you're, Coastal you're Cliffs you learn the wind.
0: Yeah, Chilled okay. Creek you learn the ice and before that you learn the fire and the earth, so Cool. So after this you should know everything you should need to know.
1: Uh, I think so. I think that's I think that's how it worked. Uh following that is Buried Passage, which is uh cave level, I think. If I remember correctly,
0: it sounds like um, it would be.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the one where you're you're uh, <laughs> underground, and that was where I was struggling to see, and also where the branching paths were confusing me. Uh, following that is Swamp of Shadows, which the is, the, which is the Shrek level. Which uh, is the Shrek level. If you find the secret, you get to battle Donkey, which is cool.
0: Uh, <laughs> and it dragon talks
1: about yeah, and dragon. So no, um. <laughs> Yeah, it's the a uh, DreamWorks character. Pixar
2: crossover in the mix yeah. there. Yeah,
1: why they're, not? they two why Scottish properties. An... <laughs> Ugh, those two having a conversation. No thanks. <laughs> uh. What
0: are you doing in my swamp? I'm trying to change my fate.
1: Trying to rescue my mother. Ah. Mom. Um. Mom.
0: It's the wrong yeah, three so... little bears. <laughs> Okay. So swamp of on. shadows.
1: Yeah, that's enough from you, Jeff. You're <laughs> cut off till the end of the episode. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's a swamp level, so that's cool. Uh, there. Yeah, I don't know. I, that was the last level I was uh able to play. Uh, so I got you know more than halfway through the game. Uh, I don't know. Each level takes about I don't know what would you guys say like twenty 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 five minutes somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, so not too long. Uh. Doesn't Sounds about right, about over... 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. depending on how fast you work your way through. If you, if you
0: try and get all the gold and stuff, like I think if you just blow through it, you could probably get through it a lot quicker.
1: Totally. Um, following that, you have Murky Chasm, uh, or Chasm, if you don't know how to pronounce words with uh, <laughs> silent H's. Uh, I don't know anything about that level. It's probably a really murky chasm Probably murky of some with
0: some big gaps and stuff.
1: Yeah. And then uh, level seven, frozen lock, which probably has some snow on it. Uh, yeah, and, and then and final a lock is to, uh, Scottish Fro- word
0: for lake.
2: Frozen lock oh, is is, um, is almost like primarily on an ice flow. Oh, cool! So it's it's kind okay. of cool because you're. Um, you're staying on the ice flows and making new ones and then blasting guys, kind of like an unrail shooter almost, where you oh, cool. go by an island of guys, you blow them all up, try not to get knocked off of the ice flow that you're on, and then you get to kind of a more static part where you've got to do some more of the uh, make your ice flows bigger platforming, and then you just get back on an ice
1: flow and go across. Pretty fun. Nice. That sounds cool. Um, and then the final level is ruins of the ancient kingdom, uh, which I assume is probably kind of in line with the movie where it all kind of ends and, uh, kind of all wraps up maybe. I don't know. Soda, any, any remembrance of that level, the final level,
2: not really too much. It, it looks really okay. cool from what I remember, but it's been a long time since I played through it.
1: <laughs> Do you remember the final boss? Could you speak into that at all? Maybe.
2: It's surprisingly not Mordu.
0: What? <laughs> well, I would have lost money on that.
1: Yeah, I totally would have as well. What yeah. is it? Is it just like elemental bad guys?
0: Uh, yeah, it's a really
2: large. Uh, I think it's a really large guy that throws rocks at you. And Mordue yeah. is kind of like captured behind this gar- large guy throwing rocks at you.
0: I just pulled it up. It looks like it's kind of this giant. Dragon God. griffin thing, and then also a guy throwing rocks at you, and you're on like broken up rocks floating over a pit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I Hashtag would... disappointment. Well, I yeah, I'm not sure if I'm disappointed or not. <laughs> it's a little Looks bit. No, you cool. should be
1: the mom bear, and you should fight Mordu. That's how it should be. That's that how that the way goes. of it. That would if make that's that's way, way too much sense, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Too much sense.
0: Holy crap! Sure. Meredith's got like a semi-automatic. Bow and arrow. It shoots like three arrows at a time.
1: Oh really? She's all souped up. Yep.
0: Nice. Spoilers.
1: Alright. Um, alright. Well, yeah, I wish we could, you know, speak more to the ending, but uh I guess she'll just have to go play it to find out and uh maybe I will also get there at some point. Um but so that is that is the game in a nutshell. I mean, there's probably some things that we uh perhaps skipped over or didn't hit a ton but there's a lot of lot here um it could have been a lot less deep i i think so there's still a, a bit you know in there there's some depth so that's good all right so final thoughts guys um just real quick wrap up what do you think uh who do you recommend this to any of that kind of stuff uh soda final thoughts
2: uh so brave is a really fun game especially if you're a fan of the movie and you just want to go around shooting stuff with merida um i had a lot of fun playing with my daughters Uh, i had a a lot of fun playing by myself but i don't think that i would have bought this brand new if it had just been me um so i really would recommend it for uh probably teenagers young kids um or anybody that's just gonna play through it with a couple of buddies i mean you guys can pass the controller off with the wisp and merida but it's really it's it's a game aimed for kids and i think it's probably the best audience for it totally
1: jeff
0: yeah so uh, for me i was i would say that i was pleasantly surprised by it as i mentioned at the top of the show um it is very well made you know it's got good production values it's polished it doesn't seem buggy or clunky by really any stretch um and yeah i would kind of make the same recommendations as far as the audience for it uh also you know the our audience the people who do like disney games this is a this is a better one you know this isn't one of the more cruddy rushed out whatever's um you know licensed games can be like that um so you know i I was pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed it and I'm going to play through till the end, honestly. So yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I would agree with both of you. I think that it, it was definitely surprising. I didn't have high expectations going in uh, until Jeff kind of was like, Hey, this is pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, all things considered, it's a, it's a fun game. It's uh, easy. It's easy enough that you could really just kind of casually play through it. It's, One, you can really be playing while having an intellectual conversation with another person and not really miss a beat. Um, But yeah, I I think it's it's a fun little game. It's easy enough for a kid to pick up, clearly. Uh, I think that was really more of of the design was for a younger audience, but uh, still older people our age or whatever – Parents can still enjoy playing this with their kids, so I think it's it's totally worth picking up. I'm sure you could find a copy uh, at a very very reasonable price uh, mm-hmm. at this day and age. Like it probably isn't you know a stretch to find it uh, for pretty cheap. So a uh, lot there, good depth, uh, good content. It's not the you know the shortest game, and it's not the longest game. I think it's actually a pretty as far as I got in it. I would say it's a pretty you know good length of a game. So, uh, yeah, two thumbs up. I think this is a a cool game. There's a lot more 360 Disney games and or or Pixar games that we'll have to uh, check out at some point. Uh, so I'm glad we, we checked this one out. This was, this was a fun time. So, um, anyways, guys, thanks so much for joining us this week. Please give us a follow on Twitter at mouse underscore bites. Um, You can also go to www.thenintendovillage.com. From there, you can find links to all our episodes, uh, be it on the YouTube uh, for for Nintendo Village or on iTunes. Um, Yeah, and there's also a lot of other great shows you can find on nintendovillage.com. Shows, reviews, other content, all kinds of awesome stuff there. Um, So yeah, definitely check those out. Uh, Soda, thanks so much, man, for, for joining us. Uh, and being our professional brave player, and bringing all of your brave wisdom and, and betrothing it upon us.
2: I just really wish that we could have done this episode back in like 2013 when I was still playing it like five or six <laughs> times a week, <laughs> having,
0: having it fresh in your mind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's no, all I, good. It's part of the yeah, you, it's part of the joy of this show is the rose-colored. <laughs> Yeah, it was still it was still license. really
2: nice going back and revisiting this game because every time people start talking about like what's a like what's a hidden gem or what's a licensed game that's actually worth playing, the first thing that always comes to mind that I always just like belch out at people is Brave, you gotta go play the Brave game. It's really fun.
0: I'll honestly start saying that too, yeah.
1: Definitely. Um, Soda, one more time, can you remind the listeners at home how they can find you online? Uh,
2: So you can find me at FountainArcade.com. That's my main blog. And I also have been writing for Quest for Pixels, which is also on Nintendo Village. And um, I'm going to be adding some more content to my YouTube channel soon. Uh, You can at Sodamancer on Twitter. That's S-O-D-A-M-A-N-C-E-R. And find my YouTube channel and I usually provide weekly links to all of the content I've created for other websites at my blog which is again fountainarcade.com
1: okay awesome well guys definitely go check him out and uh, support him follow him all that good stuff uh, good, good, good things coming from there so once again thank you for listening uh, making it this far in the episode guys next week we are going to be taking a look at a game that I'm, I'm very excited about Uh, And that is the original Castle of Illusion. And so it should be super fun. Uh, I'm I'm stoked. I love playing Mickey games. And it's been a little while since we've tackled a Mickey game. So I'm ready to jump back into that. Everyone, have a great rest of your day. Thank you for joining us. Uh, You guys are awesome. So we will see you next time.
0: Thanks, everybody. And remember, if you have the chance to change your fate, give it a second thought before you poison your mother. (laughs) Ha-ha! <laughs>